if you're like me, you want to get your business ahead, but there's certain skills you need, but you just don't have. If this sounds like you, then you need to head over to Fiverr. They have a whole array of professionals that can help you in different areas from design to writing, marketing, and more. They have you covered. I seriously can't tell you how much Fiverr.com has helped me along with this podcast. Um, I've used them so much for this podcast. It's been unreal. They make my flyers. They go ahead and um, I hired this guy to help me upload the each episode and in the beginning in order for me to be all over the place it was I was totally going on Fiverr it was I seriously just it's I've gotten so much for my business through them so please use my link which you can find in the description of this episode or you can go to marcellaalonzo.com and book there through Fiverr today you'll be glad you did Hello and welcome to Sunday Fun Day. Today I welcome my guest is Anthony uh, Cedric Cedric Campos. I say it right, your middle. Yeah, Cedric. Yeah, Cedric. Cedric. Yeah, yeah, it's like Cedric Acid. Cedric. (laughs) How did you come up with that name? One of my friends uh, from you know recipes, uh, my, my my boy Eddie. Uh, back in the days, like this is like in the early nineties when we when uh, I first started getting into the entertainment industry, I was doing music. I was doing, doing uh, Spanglish rap, you know. Mm-hmm. As you got to doing uh, hip hop, and uh, I was I was like at all the house parties and I was everywhere, you know. So my boy was telling me, "Bro, you're you're like citric acid, man. You're everywhere." And like, well, and I'm like, "Well, what the hell, is citric acid?" You know, I didn't even know. And he goes, "Look at the back of the shampoos on the soda." It's like it's like it's like it's everywhere, man. That's you, bro. You're everywhere, man. And it that's just the way you have to me. be. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. were just, you know, we we're just trying to get out there and just do things. And we were hitting all the house parties. And my bro, my bro, he was a DJ. You know, one of my boys. You know, so um, I would roll with them, and I would grab the mic and I'd get on, and we just mess around, you know, and just kind of, kind of just get the party cracking, you know. And then that was, and that was it, you know. And then I just started. My, that's how I started getting around everywhere. And, and I got into the entertainment business from there. Next thing you know, I, I started doing, uh, we started putting out records professionally, you know, like in 1992, we had our first single called Dope Pass in the Ghetto. And then after that, we just kind of kept it going. We went on tour and yeah, it just, you know, it's just been a, it's been a crazy journey, you know, from there to acting and then now doing stand up. you know, it's just been crazy. Well, well-versed there. You're well-versed. Yeah. yeah. Where are you originally from? East LA, Boyle Heights. Yeah, there we go. I miss it over there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, it's, it's dope. You know, it's wild. You know, it's got, you know, in the, growing up in the 80s was wild. It was like every neighborhood was a, well, every corner was a neighborhood, you know. It's just, so it's like you couldn't even walk the streets without watching your back everywhere you went. Yeah. So you were doing rap for a long time. Yeah. And uh, in L.A. And uh, from there, you, when did the comedy start? The comedy started recently, I want to say about like four years ago, where four I started doing like stand up. Like I started, you know, like, but professionally, I started doing, I want to say I've been, I'm in the game three years, but for a year before the, like, you know, like I said, it's been four years. The, the first year, it was just my boy Phil Medina would just start throwing me up on stage and like, you know, with no material, just, you know, he goes, hey, just talk to the crowd, man. He would just show up as a celebrity guest, you know, and then so he would bring me up. And he used me from like certain movies, or you know, I had just finished getting up uh, uh, from doing the, the show uh, called Lopez with George Lopez that we did. We shot at two seasons, so I was getting a lot of recognition from that. So a lot of people were like, 
But like, hey, hey, that's what's his name? That's my dad, you know. So the people kind of knew where I was. And then uh, I kind of liked it just going up there, just talking to the people, just you know, clowning around, and then it just I just started working on material little by little. But but yeah, I've been like recently, like I want to say, yeah, like three years, like three, four years in the game. Three like, years. Four, wow. Now, how do you say coming from the acting world to getting into comedy? Because usually it's comedy and then acting world, but it's yeah. you did something that's different than a lot of comedians do. Yeah, yeah, no, I did it. Like a lot of comics that I that I, that I hang out with, and night goes, he goes, you did it backwards, bro. <laughs> a lot of some folks are like, why would you want to do stand up? You're already doing movies, like because that's the whole thing. We started doing comedy, stand up comedy, to try to get into you know get our own show, get into movies and 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 acting. He goes, you're doing it backwards, and I go. I don't know. I go. It just it just happened this way, and uh, and and I got into acting around 2004, and that's when you know, like I kind of yeah, I got the acting bug, as they say, you know, and I just kind of just stuck with it and kept going, and and uh, and uh, man, it, it's been yeah, it's been crazy. When I got the opportunity to do stand up, I just like I just I, I liked it. I like being on stage, so I was like, I told my boy, I go Phil, I go like, you know, I just don't want to make a mockery out of the craft. You know, mm-hmm. I have too much respect for the craft because. I respect all the greats that came, you know, the, the, all the original, you know, the from back in the days, you know, like I'm like a big uh, Red Fox fan, you know, and Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy, you know, like mm-hmm. Ronnie Dangerfield and cats like that, you know. So it's like, man, so it's like, you know, and I, I like, you know, and then of course all the newer cats that came after that, you know, there's so many uh, comics that that I look up to, but I just I want, you know, like, so it took me a while to kind of get into the stand up. Uh, you know, like to get like officially because I was kids. I don't want to make a mockery of it. If I'm gonna go out there, I'm gonna go all in, and I'm in it for the long haul. You know, I'm not in it just to try to you know make a little name for myself or you know you make a little paper. Like you know, that's not that's not that's not that's not me, man. Like I like I really respect the craft. Of course, obviously, I want to make a living off of it, but right. at the same time, I wanna I wanna I wanna you know I wanna come right with it. You know, and I wanna I wanna right. do I do right by the craft. That's good. That's good. How do you feel like it's different from acting? I've my roots are in acting myself. Um, and I know like how was that transition? Because all of a sudden you're working on like a production, you're getting paid to now you're going in front of the the you know, you're going on a stage and the pay difference. Yeah. You know, how was handling that? Was that kind of hard? Because it's a lot of people don't really realize the sacrifices stand-up comedians do. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's one of those things where, like, at the end of the day, like I said, you got to love the craft. You got to really love what you're doing because sometimes the money is right. Sometimes the money ain't right. You know, a lot of times the money ain't right. You know what I'm saying? So, so you kind of, you know, there's a, there's got to be like some kind of balance. But in the beginning, obviously, the money, you know, the, the money isn't right. The only thing that, that I had going for myself, Mm-hmm. That was I was able to capitalize on, and I'm not, you know, I'm not ashamed to say it, is because I had done the, the I had worked with George Lopez, mm-hmm. so I had already some kind of variety there, so that kind of helped me to like get paid. Gigs. Yeah, that that's a big so, help right there. Yeah. yeah, so it helped me. It opened up a lot of doors on that on that, on that aspect, but there's still a lot of shows that I do that I'll do free shows. I don't care, you know, just to go there, just to go do it and practice new material and, and you know and make people laugh. Like right. I like to make people laugh, so. So it's one of those situations, you know, and, and, and yeah, you know, I mean, you come off of production, especially like, you know, working with George Lopez, um, you know, it was good money, you know, so it's like, you come off of that and all of a sudden you're going to like really making like a, a fraction of that is that, you know, and it's just like, you know, but, but, but then you got a kind of difference, you know, the, the, uh, diff, uh how do you separate the differences of that's production, you know, this is standard, this is two, two uh, totally different things going on, but, um, 
I'm still working in the industry though, you know, so I'm still yep. like, other jobs that I'm doing. So that kind of balances out, you know, there's a balance mm-hmm. there, you know, and at the same time, it gives me a, it gives me the opportunity to go out there and, 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 and do a lot of, a lot of shows, you know, like, like I've been getting booked for a lot of shows lately. So, so I'm, you know, I just feel blessed in that sense. So I'm like, I'm not, I don't, I don't, I'm like, I'm not really tripping on the money right now. You know, like I see the bigger picture. Right. No, it's good that you're humble like that because a lot of people, they, they get, they don't real, you know, every game is different. Every hustle is different and you got to learn that hustle and what they do in one hustle doesn't mean it's going to be the same in the other hustle. And you got to respect the hustle, respect the craft. Exactly. Yeah. That's the bottom line. Cause a lot of people don't realize that, uh, I just see, I've always, I really, really respect any type of uh, live performance, uh, such as stand up. And it just takes a lot, a lot of guts yeah. and pulling the material from within. Yeah, no, it does, you know, and, and, and I've been learning that, you know, and, and, and I still have a lot to learn, but I look at like, like, uh, my son records all my sets. So we always go back and we say, okay, let's, this needs to be tying up this word. This didn't work. You know, we go back, do the playback, like, like sports, you know? So we always do that, you know, and I'm always trying to just, just trying to tighten it up, tighten it up. And I see the videos of now. So like two years ago, three years ago, like I see the difference, you know, like, and my boy Phil always tells me, goes, bro, you're growing fast as a comic. You're growing like, like, you know, you have it in you. So he motivates me a lot. You know, he keeps me motivated. And I look back, you know, sometimes, you know, there's been times where like last year, there was a, a time, where, like maybe like a period of two, three months where I was just like, really like not feeling it. I was just like down, like. I did a bunch of shows back to back and it just wasn't, it just, I just wasn't feeling it. It wasn't hitting it. And I just, I was at the point where I was like, man, maybe this is not for me. You know, like you kind of start second guessing yourself on that. But my boy Phil always kept me motivated because nah, bro, he goes, you're going to have those rough patches. We all do, man. It's like any business. Then I thought about too, like the acting world in the music world, you know, like back when I had those downfalls too, and those, you know, those, those downtimes when you just kind of like nothing happening and then, you know, then you get, and then, and then all of a sudden, you go through that rough patch, and then all of a sudden, all kinds of stuff starts happening. So, then, so you know, so I kind of snap out of it. You got to just like, yeah. like psych yourself out. But a yeah. daily grind, a day like you it's just have to get grind, up and right. do it. Yeah, because yeah, it's a daily even, grind. You got to constantly just keep trying to, you know, ch- trying hustle. to better yourself. Yeah, you know? yeah, and 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 just that's all you can do is just every day keep on, keep at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and be humble because you've got a good. I I really appreciate. You're re- how humble you are because like I interview a lot of comics and like we were talking earlier is I notice a thing when people start getting viral it gets to their head like they get it's like they're hello are you human yeah I see that all the time yeah I see, I see it only with bo- you know what's crazy is though I see it only with people that are viral like on the it and the internet but the people like I have worked at like that are real big or whatever they yeah. don't act like that yeah no that's what I always say too like I go like one day I was telling my one of my boys, I go, man, the people, the people that are really doing it and really doing mm-hmm. some big things, they're like whatever, mm-hmm. no, they don't care, they don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, not, like nothing phases them. It is what it is. They're not worried about anything, you know. They're they're cool with everybody, you know what I'm saying? They, as a matter of fact, they're trying to help other people. And the people yeah. that are really like getting some kind of like social media fame and getting the, they start getting a big head, and all of a sudden they, they, they don't they don't know anybody they don't want to help anybody you know and oh like, yeah yeah like, you know it's like bro come on cut it out man yeah no I know I know what you're saying because I deal with that and uh, I think it's weird it's it's like it's weird yeah. and then they don't the social media like it's you so far you've got uh, like you got to keep just trucking and doing what you're yeah. doing yeah yeah you know and the thing is that that you know social media 
it's helped it's helped in a lot of ways in a lot of major ways but it's also like messed up society in the major in a, in a major way too so oh kind of, yeah yeah you know what I'm saying? there's like a like a like a give or take there you know but it's like man it's like some people man take social media so serious man that that's all they depend on and that, what happens if one day that thing just shuts down and that's it and you're done what it what are you gonna do what else then? are you gonna you do know? yeah no, they, you know, and I've learned because I obviously I like I have big social media numbers and all that. I have learned that people are manipulating social media. Yeah, there's there's ways people manipulate social media. And um, it's, you know, we saw with the past elections and all that craziness and what's going on now. Like it, it's totally yeah. being like manipulated. And even um, like on YouTube, for instance, I've noticed certain YouTubers will. They'll title something a certain way. But when you watch the video, it's kind of different, and they're what yeah. they, they have to do that for clickbaits. Yeah, clickbait. Yeah, that's yeah what it like is. they have. You know? Yeah, like they have to title something a certain way just to get the view, and then you watch it. And I'm like, it's something totally different. Yeah. Which, <laughs> so, totally different <laughs> what you expected. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, I see yeah, that no, happening I mean, a lot. Yeah, social media is, is like it's, it's that's why you know like and I'll be honest with you. Like I said, I have mad love because I have a lot of homies that are like social media stars. You know. Mm-hmm. And I have mad love for them fools and for everybody, you know. But there's a few that, like I said, do get big headed, and then there's some that are just like, man, they're just on the grind. They're just trying to make money and take care of the family and and help out whoever they can. And you got the other fools that think they're like these big old uh, stars all of a sudden, celebrities now, you know. And it's like, and it's like, man, you, you know, it's like you don't even understand the grind that it still comes that that's gonna come yeah. with. You know that a lot of people, they, like I said, they get famous and that's it, but. I see how the how, how the numbers are manipulated. So a lot of people when they tell me, "Well, I got so many uh, thousand followers," or so and so, like it doesn't really impress me or numbers and all that because I've seen firsthand the way everything gets manipulated. Yeah, and I've seen, I've seen these, it too. Uh, all I've these seen uh, these the uh, apps that you could buy, you could buy numbers, you could mm-hmm. buy, this, you know, so so none of the, so to me, social media is not it's just an illusion. That's a, that's all it yeah. is. Well, I always, I do what I will do with um like this podcast. So I do this podcast out of love for comedy and I kind of have to do this every time I have somebody on, I boost it. And I generally, um, I boost it just to like all of the United States. Um, and just so I get more exposure. So people yeah. come on to the podcast. So that's part of like my marketing. So yeah. I see like, there's like an amount that you could do it. And I understand why business, I totally get it. Why businesses do it because yeah. they, you you have to have nowadays social media, but you know, there's all the every day I get these emails like gain five thousand followers, gain this, and yeah. I just ignore them because I just want to honestly grow organically. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's it. And you know, I could say this also that um I see the numbers from my other podcast versus the, the comedians and, and it's a hard game when you're trying to sell out seats. Yeah. People don't realize yeah. that. And that, and you know what, that boosting, that that works. I can say yeah, that. Yeah, the boosting, the IG, thing. yeah, yeah. Boosting, the, yeah, because that's going out to real people. So real people, so right. No, I, here, I do that, and like, I, yeah, it that? helps a lot. It's real. Yeah. Yeah, that helps. Yeah, that helps. You know, but there's these other, yeah, like you said, yeah, like I get those emails too, where like, oh, you get so many followers, pay this, and uh, so many views, and this and that, and, and that's just a bunch of bots. You know, they're just all yeah. All oh yeah, they're trying to sell you bots. And yeah, some exactly. people believe it, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. the boosting, yeah, that 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 that's true. That helps your um your, but that costs a little bit more money, obviously, right. in the long run, you know. Yeah. No, I do but, it for. But, it, but you're gonna get some real. You're gonna get some real yep. feedback. 
you're gonna get real with people liking your stuff, following you, because there's been posts where that I have posted and boosted, and I see and I see the difference. Yeah, that that does within IG, and then face. I, I can't do it on Facebook, but I have a big Facebook. I have a uh, a big Facebook that naturally organically grows, um, like a fan page and a regular yeah. thing like that grows. And I have the Twitter. The Twitter has gotten weird since Elon's. Yeah, yeah, just, so, yeah. I don't mess so with it anymore either. <laughs> yeah, it's like what, but it's a pain, you know. Yeah, it's but, totally, but. it's totally different now. Like, so I, I, man, I'll be honest with you. Like, I'll get on there once in a while. Like, I'll get messages, you know, and I'll go and just to check my messages. But I really don't go on there and, and tweet nothing no more. You know, it's just it's just yeah, there. It's, yeah, it's there. Ever since he took over, it's just very weird. Yeah, it's just okay. different. It's yeah. Just different. So you said your son records you. So you, so your comedy, you make it like a family event too, or. Well, my, my, first of all, my, my stand-up comedy is not that, it's not clean. So, you know, it's not, it's not, really, it's not family, but my son, you know, he's already, you know, he's 30 years old. Mm-hmm. He has two kids, you know, so I have two grandsons, you know, and, and, um, and so he goes out on the road with me and he films me and my, and the other guy's sets. So mm-hmm. he kind of works with us, you know, and, and, and he films all our sets. And then that's when we go back, we go back to the next day or a couple of days later after, you know, I kind of like got it out of my clear, that show out of my head. Then I'll go back and I'll watch it. And maybe sometimes a week later and I'll go back and I'll watch it. And I'll be like, okay, yeah, I messed up right here. This landed. This, you know, like I'll try new stuff all the time. And all this Mm -hmm. worked. Or, you know what? It kind of worked. I got to work on that, tying it up a little. You know, so it's just basically for playback, you know. And and once in a while, I'll I'll grab a clip out of there and I'll I'll post it up, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's good that you got him on the road. And you've been touring quite a bit or? Yeah, yeah. We just got back from El Paso, Texas. I I was out there with uh, my boy uh, Julio Gonzalez. And uh, man, he, I was I was uh, featuring for him, so he was uh, he was the headliner. It was me and him, and then uh, and then uh, the opener. Uh, I think his name was Tony Tony C from, but he was from he was a local from El Paso, and uh, yeah, we we did uh, we did like four shows. Uh, we did uh, Thursday Friday, one show each day, and then Saturday we did two shows, seven and, and ten p.m. And yeah, all four shows were were fired. Like the people came out to represent. Nice, nice. And have you tor- toured much or? Um, we did uh, Pittsburgh about a year ago, too. I was out there with the Smash Brothers. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of those guys, Corey and Chad. And I was, I was out there with them. They used to tour with Ralphie May, the late, great Ralphie May. Oh, and, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they were his openers for a long wow. time. Yeah, so they toured with him. And so they took us out. They took me and Phil out there to uh, to Pittsburgh for a week. We are out there, too, doing at the at the Pittsburgh Improv. And then uh, out here, you know, we do all of California, you know, up and down, San Diego, up north. Yeah, yeah, you've got all in line. Yeah. You've got a lot to work with from yeah, uh, Arizona, like, Vegas, you know, we, Oxnard, we the Midwest, Oxnard. We do a lot of stuff in Oxnard because that's a uh, the club up there. It's called Levity Live, which is uh, owned by the Improv. Uh huh. It's, it's a nice club in Oxnard, and uh, my boy Phil Phil Medina, that's his home club right there. So oh. yeah, because he lives out that way, you know. So yeah, that's his home club. So he gets at least once a month, they give him, you know, he produces a show there and he sells out every time. Sometimes he's got to do two shows in a row because he sells them out. <laughs> Damn, that's nice. Yeah. So where's your currently your favorite place to go perform at? My favorite place? Oh, man. I have, man, there's too many. <laughs> yeah. But man, I, I, I mean, one of the, I guess one of my favorite places like that, I would say would have to be right there at the Levity Live in Oxnard only because... Yeah. Because uh, it feels like we're at home right there, you know. It feels like every time 
we're there. It's like the crowd kind of treats us like we're, you know, like the home guys, you know, like this is our, even though I'm from LA, but I've been going to Oxnard for years, you know, like I have a lot of family up there too. So it's, they always treat us like, you know, like this is home, you know? So it's, yeah. so when we go in and we perform, they just, we just, like, like everywhere we perform, the love is great. You know, don't get me right. wrong. The love is great. It's awesome. But when we perform there, the love is, there's something extra special about it. You know, when, we, when we're in Oxnard, the yeah. Oxnard crowd is just, yeah, it's just, they just make us feel right at home. <laughs> yeah. I miss Southern California, the way you're talking about it. Yeah. yeah, Because no, things are just so, t- I've been in New York since 2019 uh, before the pandemic. And I just, uh, I'm originally from the East Coast. So when I, w- I just, I loved LA and I loved yeah. like the whole culture and the vibe of SoCal so much. Yeah, I mean, you know, you just you can't go wrong with the weather, you know, you all the way. Oh the way. yeah, like, but I heard it's rain. Doing. It's been raining real bad lately, right? Yeah, it calmed down for a few days, but uh, it's supposed to get uh, get uh, raining. I think tonight, as a matter of fact, I think I said if, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. tonight's about and Tuesday, Monday and Tuesday, I think, like for the next couple of days, it's supposed to be like nonstop. So we've been getting those like nonstops, like three, four days nonstop, and then we, we had it snowing here, here and it was. I just I woke up like first it snowed once, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Then it snowed again, and I was like, "Why the hell am I living here? <laughs> like, what am I doing here?" Like, <laughs> that's the only thing you know. It's like, like, um, man, the the snow. I I love the snow, but I don't think I would be able to deal with it like on an everyday basis. Mm, like, it's just like, I've never been. Two, you know? Man, I just miss LA so much. Like, just waking up like on a Sunday, going for a hike. Yeah, and and. You know, like you could just always like do outdoor stuff where in New York, like you could do outdoor stuff during the summer. Like the summer can be very nice and everything, but it's just like after like a bad one, like last winter wasn't bad. It didn't even snow last year. I think it just snowed, you know, recently, but it's just, it's everybody just stays in, you know what I'm saying? And after a while, like you go kind of crazy. Yeah. You kind of, you kind of want to go out and do stuff. You can't really do it. Yeah. You can't. And then like getting dressed and stuff. Like I got to wear more gotta wear more clothes put more clothes on yeah. you know what i'm saying so and it's, it's crazy because we complain about like the rain situation here you know and, like other places and then i start thinking about like what well, other places it's just worse you know it's like you gotta deal snow, with snow and, and we're over here complaining about some rain like you know what i mean yeah it gets bad when it gets flooded but mm-hmm. but like i said it can only last like two three days and then we get that break and then you go on yeah. and do stuff you know, you yeah, gotta, and and, L- and L.A. really needs that rain because of how dry it gets. Yeah, yeah, too much desert out here. Yeah, it does because it's uh, it gets to be too much. So yeah, we got we got we have a lot of desert out here, so it's like it just dries up too quick. <laughs> yeah. So where do you pull your material generally from in your acts? Uh, most of the time, I mean, I want to say all the time. It's it's, just, it's all like real stories, you know, because my stuff is just basically life stories, you know, like from dating to. You know, like right now I'm working on new material. My grandkids, you know, those guys have been giving, you know, those little guys, you know, they're, yeah, they're comedy. <laughs> so they give me a lot of material to work with right now. So, so I've just been writing a lot of stuff down. Um, but, you know, trying to, you know, because I want to do also like a family oriented set, you know? Right, right. So, you know, but the other stuff, like what I'm talking about dating, you know, you know, it just gets a little bit raunchy at times, you know, and, but yeah, but, uh, but they're all like real life stories, man. <laughs> you know? How old are the grandkids? Uh, eight and six. Oh, okay. So two boys. Two boys, yeah, two boys. And, and so you, you, you really passing down the Campos name, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, the little one, you know, what's funny that the, the well, both of them, they be doing like roast battles, 
and they don't even they don't even know what I do for a living. Really? Yeah, they they, they barely, I think they barely found out that I'm like I'm into like acting and all that because uh I don't know they came across a post because sometimes they'd be on YouTube and uh and and they came across a, a, a one of the Lopez with George Lopez when uh, one of the clips. So right. they were hey grandpa, you famous by any chance? And I'm like, no, nah, not really, you know, just, I do what I do, but I'm not like that famous, you know. So they kind of like started, but then they, they just kind of shined it on and just kept doing what they you know, kept playing, but they're kind of like barely starting to know. But then one day, yeah, the, the oldest one goes, he goes, Hey grandpa, I want to do a rose battle. And I'm like thinking to myself, a rose battle, like what does he know about? He's only he's only this was like about a year ago, he's only seven. I go, he's only seven, what does he know about a rose battle, you know? But then again, you know, in school, you know, they, they they pick up on all this stuff. And then before I could even tell him anything, he turns around and he says, uh, what do you see? Because uh, your mama, your mama's so fat when she goes camping, eh? the bears hide their food or something like that. Eh? <laughs> yeah, but like without missing a beat, he just hits me with it. Oh, um, he said it right it away. Threw, it threw me off. I started laughing, but it threw me off. Like, dude, like, we're like, what is this kid? You know, like, where are these kids? And then the little one starts. The little one, and he, man, he, and he just goes at it and... They start roasting each other, and it's like the funniest thing ever. <laughs> it's in the genes. I think so, yeah, because you yeah. know, because the little one is talking about he wants to be a comedian, and I'm like, <laughs> he doesn't even know I do stand up. He's just yeah. talking about. He's already talking about it, you know. So it's like it's just. I so I'm guessing, yeah, it's in the genes. <laughs> Damn. Well, no, I've seen. Uh, there's different people that have had different occup. Like, uh, I one time went to a hairdresser that her grandmother and her mother both did hair. And they could do hair like blind. So it, it is oh, something wow. like, yeah, like she gets so already she, embedded in them. Three mom. generations. Like her grandmother had a salon. Her mother worked in the salon for a bit. And then because she, she grew up in a like and I've had like two different hairdressers that they grew up like that. Yeah. And they do hair good. And I think one of my doctors, I think she comes from a family of surgeons. She's a good doctor. Too. Yeah. One of my doctors came from like a long line of. Yeah. So I, think, know, yeah, so I think it's already embedded in the genes, right? It's already I mean, embedded. It's right? It <laughs> where do they come down. up with? Are they doing roast battles in elementary school now? Like I don't that's what I don't know. That's what I'm tripping out like that. Because they're pretty like, you know, one's in the first grade, one's in the second grade, you know, so it's just like it's like it's like like I'm tripping out like I go do I don't remember having roast battles in our school. I mean, I remember the kids talking smack to each other, but yeah. You know what I mean? That was about it, but I don't remember having no roast battles, so it's just it's just crazy. I mean, these kids, you know, with the internet, they see a lot of things on TikTok. Yeah, we didn't grow up with so much with it. We didn't grow up at all with the internet. Yeah. Like, yeah, we didn't have none of that stuff. Thank so God like, they didn't catch any of uh, the stuff that we used. To oh man, yeah, you know, I, that's what I'm saying. If they would have had internet back then. They would have well, been so you, a lot of trouble. <laughs> you started right, like. The comedy you started, like you say, right during the pandemic or right like afterwards? Because you said doing, four years. You're doing the stand-up? Yeah. When did the you very I started doing the stand-up comedy right before the pandemic. Right before. So, so okay, so what happened is right before the pandemic, mm-hmm. that's when I, I started like 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 catching the catching the, you know, my boy started throwing me on stage and uh and I started catching the bug on that. And I said, like, well man, you know, maybe this is something I could do. You know, I never gave it a thought, like growing mm-hmm. up. I was always a big fan of stand-up comedy, but I never gave it second thoughts. Like I, I never saw myself on stage doing stand-up, you know. But I was right. always a big fan, and so when that opportunity presented itself, I was like, well, maybe I could do this, you know. And I saw the people were, you know, were laughing, and and this was no material. This was just like just stuff. Like I was just like just telling them just stories out the back because when my boy started throwing me on, 
he just gives I go, what do I say? I don't even have no material, bro. Just talk to them. Just tell them a story, man. Tell them a story on set or tell them a story. Yeah, tell them a childhood story or something. <laughs> so it was just like that. I go on there for a couple minutes, you know, like that. And then um, but I wasn't taking it serious, you know, like I was just like whatever. I was just I was on the road with him. It was his tour. He was out on the road like and so we did we we went out to like New Mexico, Texas, and Arizona and you know, and stuff like that. Like we were doing like the Midwest. And I was just rolling around. I had just got off doing the show Lopez with, with George Lopez. And I, and then uh, they asked me if I wanted to roll. I said, well, I got nothing to do. I go, let's go. You know, so so I jumped in the car with them. And we, we took off for a couple of weeks. And, and that's when he started throwing me up on, on up on stage. And then when we got back, a couple of times he would have a, like, I remember he had a show at the Improv in Hollywood. And uh, I remember he goes, come down, man. Just hang out, man. We're, we're here. I'm here with, the, all the, with all the homies. So I, I went down there. Next thing you know, he threw me up on stage. He threw you up on stage. Yeah, I'm like, dude. Like, so you he, didn't go the route like with the open. me off guard with this right. shit, man. Like, man. But uh, so, but I, I, I would do it. I would go out there, you know, and you know, I was all over the place. But, but I would get some laughs. You know, I would get laughs, and people, people would smile. You know, so, so it was. So I was like, man, man, maybe I could do this. And then when I was getting ready to go hard with it, like, okay, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really start doing some stuff, man. I'm gonna start writing down some material. Let's get, let's get this going. Mm-hmm. The pandemic hit. Ah, uh, yeah. Yes, everything shut down. Yeah. So then, during the pandemic, as they, as you know, you know, they kept saying the two weeks or oh, another two weeks. Oh yeah. When that kept dragging on, I said, oh, "We're going to be here for at least a year." So I just started working on stuff during that time. I had nothing to do. I wasn't working. I mean, I I did. I, I was working on a, on a couple little small little projects, independent projects. Right. Uh, here and there, you know, nothing major, just small little, you know, independent that. Because there were still people still, you know, there were still people filming stuff, but mm-hmm. you had to have a whole COVID team and it was Oh just, yeah, yeah, those COVID, remember, COVID, whole thing the COVID had, shots, yeah, the test COVID, every day. Uh, go get tested. But they every didn't give you a check to go in yeah. and that was every a good day we thing. were on set, we had to get checked every day. So, you know, I worked a couple of little productions like that, but it wasn't nothing major. And um, so in the meantime, I was still working on material and I promised myself and I promised God, you know, I like, go, what's uh once this pandemic is over, I'm just going to go hard with it, you know? <laughs> and once the pandemic was over and then my boy goes, Hey man, I'm going back out on the road. Everything, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we got, we got a few shows, man. You want to, you want to come on and just start testing the waters or what? I said, let's do it, man. So I went out so there started a... five minutes here and there. Right. No, that's a good way to start. Cause you didn't have to worry about like going to open mic in a way. Cause you had a friend in there to throw you up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was a, you know what I'm saying? He was a, he was a big help with that. You know, he's the one that pushed me to it. He goes, bro, he goes, I see, I totally see you on stage doing stand up, man. He goes, I right. just, I, you have it in you, man. Just, you got to just develop yourself, man. You got to go out there and just practice. And he goes, and, and just kind of work on it, man. But he goes, you don't, you don't really got to do much, man. Just be you and just kind of just tying up, you know, tying up, polish up, you know, jokes. That's it. Your stories. Just polish right. them up, you know? Mm hmm. That's what now, it was, yeah. During the SAG strike, were you very grateful to have uh stand up? Yeah, because it, it was crazy because during the, the, the strike is when I was working more doing stand up. So yeah. yeah, I had like every week we had like at least three shows every week, you know. So it was it was just crazy. So I wasn't, you know, like because I started working I I can't really say too much here, but I started working on uh, doing voice because I do voiceovers as well. Mm-hmm. So I started doing voiceovers on a car on a famous cartoon. And then the strikes, the thing hit, and then it just oh. worked out. And, and then, voiceover but, work is, is, it pays good. Yeah. Oh, 
That's Probably, if I could do voiceover work though, the rest of my life, I would rather just do that. To be no, no. If I could do voiceover work, yeah, like they, uh, <laughs> it's like man. the it's like the easiest and no pressureest job you can have. You just show because up and then you there, just you know, and they tell you, okay, they give you the script. You got to do the the dialogue. Okay, you, you got you got this these sentences. Do it five five different ways. That's it. Mm-hmm. There's no pressure. You go in there, you read it, or if you kind of memorize it, you know. I I, I memorize it after the, the first time I read it. I kind of memorize it, so it's easier for me to by the second time, third time, and I just do it different ways, and that's it. And there's no pressure so to me. And you could go in there wearing pajamas and whatever. Yeah, <laughs> nobody tripping. <laughs> that's why I like podcasting. Well, from home, not like um like the way I do it, because sometimes I will. A lot of times when I'm filming this, I have yeah. pajama bottoms on. Yeah, I mean, shoot, I, I'm wearing yeah. sweats right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all about being comfortable. Yeah. But so the sad strike, yeah, you had you were doing comedy, so you were in a good place. While a lot of was yeah. it hard with some of the other actors that you know of? Because I had I was in a good place throughout the sag strike too, and I'm sad, but I would have some of the actors like call me and they were stressing me out, and I'm like, because my thing is I'm trying to get my sag insurance now through the podcast agreement yeah. that sag has. And because um, when I saw that strike and the, some of the people I talked to, I'm like, hey, I'm tired of re- I'm tired of relying on productions to hire me for a day or two to be dragged around to, you know, I got sick of that. So I was like, let me take it. on. I, I read like a like independent, um, you know, productions. You could get your insurance. But then I read yeah, exactly. also they have it through the podcast agreement. But was it uh, when you were doing comedy? Did you get those calls from other actors? stressed out of their mind too i mean you know like a lot it was crazy because uh even during that time during the 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 the, the strike we were developing some stuff mm-hmm. so most of my my actor homies that i hang around with all the time we're all we're we're, we're we started developing our own our own our own show too so we're kind of like in the middle of that right now like editing we're we're you know we're tying it up good good working on a series but so we really didn't stress too much because we just kind of like, we just like, you know what? Let's put our time, our energy right now and time. We we would go out to the picket lines uh, like uh-huh. at least once a week. And then you still go out and, you know, do it. And, and, you know, and everybody has a d- different hustles going on too. Right. So right. We're not just relying on the, on the acting thing, you know, plus, yeah. you know, like I said, I had the stand up comedy stuff. So that, so that, that was helping a lot too. Big time. We're doing like, like two, three shows a week. But in that time we started like hanging out together and we started developing stuff. And we started shooting. We're like, you know, like, let's do, let's make a productive of, of, of this downtime, you know, let's do something. Right. So we started developing a couple of different uh, shows and, uh, but nobody was really stressed out, you know, like, like I said, nobody. Oh, really that's stressed. over here in New York. I had to hear, I got phone calls or people and it's like, I got all kinds of, from New York people, basically yeah. in New York, you know, um. I mean, we would hear it, you know, like, you know, people, you know, because obviously we wanted to strike over, you know, obviously I right. wanted to go back to work to doing the voiceover stuff too, you know? Yeah. And it's like, but we weren't really stressing on it. We are like, you know what? It's going to, you know, people can say, oh, it's going to go till next year. And I go, no, I don't see it going to, I think maybe to the end of the year. I kept saying, yeah, I keep telling everybody, give it to the end of the year. And it, we're, we're, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're going to come to an agreement. They have to, because they're going to, all the students are going to need content for the following year. Mm-hmm. So they they have to come to an agreement, you know. They're gonna, you know, they of course they're gonna play hardball. That's that's what. These oh yeah, this, do, and that was know? good that we the um the actors didn't. Fran dresser, she did a good job. Yeah, 
She stood. She did a hell of a good. What got me was when there was that election. Remember when there was an election going on yeah. and you got that weird text? Yeah. It, it was like a weird text. I know who that uh, her name is Maya Dunbar. Huh. And I was like, I know who she, who she is. I know where she came from, what she's been, th- what's been in her, what's been through her, whatever. And I'm like, I will never vote for this fraud. Yeah. It was like crazy. I'm like, out of all, because it was Maya Dunbar, um, who is, uh, she used to go by, uh, Ma- is it Maya or, Ma- I, for- I forgot, but I know who she is. Yeah. And it was a crazy text that they sent us. Yeah, and I'll like, be honest with you, I didn't even pay attention to it. <laughs> oh, I remember because I know who the person was that was running. Okay, and, and I'm like, I'm not gonna go vote for a clout chaser. She, the yeah. the history of her basically, she got with um Eddie Murphy for a bit, oh, and then man. she got yeah, she went from Eddie Murphy to like uh a, a different actor. He's been on he's he's an actor. If you see him, he's been on a lot yeah. of stuff. And um, he, he when the vaccines happen or whatever, he refused to get it. So they got all, you know, like like the typical American politics. Then they, you know what yeah. I mean? They started running with that stuff. But I know who she is as a person and what she's about. And that's the last person I would want to vote for overall. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And I and we saw how Fran was every day in the news fighting. And that was her whole yeah. Yeah, she put her. Yeah, heart- she was on it. Yeah, she would. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if she if she showed up in New York at the, over there, but over here in LA. In New York, super- like I was when I was um the one day I went, Susan Sarandon was in the picket line with me, and Ro- and uh, uh, Rosie Perez. Oh, nice. Yeah, like so, I saw the big like um the thing is I did what I saw. I didn't see like uh I know there's a group of female um Latinas that were over in uh, LA. They were protesting like over at Warner Brothers all the time because there, there's yeah. a whole group that I belong to, but they weren't really, the Latinos over here weren't really doing it. But every time, like, I went through, I saw A-list actors in New York. Yeah. Because people lot, were... A lot, of, a lot of them came out. Right, because people were it. saying, well, where's the A-list actors? And, like, they don't realize they're showing up. They were showing up, a lot yeah, of them. Yeah, they were showing yeah. up. They were fighting. Yeah, no, out here in L.A., the same thing. Yeah, every, what's really every, sad, every though, day I have... There was some big time A-listers showing up. Yeah, they showed up. Like people didn't, yeah. the other people don't know because they weren't there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. And then and then we're so used to that we know not to go, oh, get our phones. Oh, look who it is. We didn't do none of that stuff. Yeah, no, because yeah, exactly. We're because we're, we're all in that business. Professionals, we're all in the business. yeah. And we know that we were all there. I mean, we were we were filming stuff like to motivate all the rest of the, you know, cats and showing they mm-hmm. man, we're we're here out here like representing the numbers, man. Like we're like we get, you know, like one, I remember one day we went out there and we filmed. It was, uh, man, it was probably the day. I think it was one of the days when they went back to the table. So that day, everybody had to show up. So I remember everybody showed up to Universal Studios. It was so packed, man. They had so many cops out there trying to direct traffic. People, you know, it was just, it was organized, but it was chaos at the same time because it was just so so many people they couldn't even. They couldn't even keep track or, or or contain everybody, but yeah. everybody was behaving right. You know, nobody was out of order. Nobody was doing anything. It was just so packed that it was just like people were trying to get into Universal Studios. People were just jamming. They weren't even going in. They were going yeah. to the Universal Studios tour. <laughs> people were like, nah, man. You know, it's like, I'm not even trying to get caught up in this mix. Yeah, no, that but was good. Showed, but a lot of, a lot of, celebrities, a lot of people did show, show up. up. Yeah, they they were showed up. they were there. What's sad is, um, unfortunately, recently I just found out that uh, 
this full on Hulu got canceled after two season. Unfortunately, yeah, I, just, uh, I just saw the, the post yesterday. Yeah, unfortunately, they couldn't. Um, this is what's sad. When they did their second season, they could not announce it because of the SAG strike. Um, yeah. It's a very and it was a very well written show because um, it was based in L.A. It was yeah. to me, it was the most accurate show I've seen in a long time. Yeah, no, shout out to the homies, you know, Chris and uh, and Frankie. Frankie and Frankie Quinone, that's my boy right there, too, man. Mm-hmm. So, and those dudes, yeah, no, they did a great job. But the problem is all these studios, man, sometimes they, they don't they don't they don't get it. Well, with like, Latinos, Latino, I've noticed that Latino culture, that part of the Latino culture, they don't sometimes they don't understand it, they don't get it. Yeah. So they just like they just kind of like, uh, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. You know, that's how they that's how they get. Yeah. No, which which um You've worked with George Lopez. I remember when um, he had the show at nighttime. Remember the nighttime show? Um, Warner Brothers, he filmed it, the uh, Lopez Tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah, the the talk show, right? Right, the talk show. The talk show, yes. Okay, when he had that show, there was a line out the door that I have never seen, Uh, never seen ever at Warner Brothers because I was in L.A. at that time. Like, it was a crazy line. So for them to cancel that show on him to me was absolutely ludicrous because he had yeah. a following that nobody you this is the thing like Latinos show up and support each other. Yeah. But I just feel like the rest of this country does I don't know what the hell like like that's what I'm saying though like they they kind of like they see us but they kind of put us to the side though you know yeah. they go, oh, I'll, I'll get to you guys in a bit it's kind of like like the, like the you know like like we're second class citizens. That's how kind of they look at us in a way, you know. Like I don't know, it's weird. Like, like we show up. We always, you know, you, you know, we're a huge part of the numbers of the industry and the numbers, mm-hmm. you know, sales and all that. And and they still, you know, what I'm saying it's like, like I don't know. I don't like I don't get it. I really don't get it, man. Like I see a lot of shows that you that I watch and, and you know that are non Latino, and you kind of like, man, why is that even on the air still? Yeah. But then you got these. Dope ass shows, you know that that, that could have been like like Hulu, like the one on Hulu was this fool or, yeah. or or the the Lopez show, the Lopez tonight, you know, like mm-hmm. just like Latino so just you know them that that are doing big numbers, and then they just kind of like just kind of throw it away to the side. And even with us like growing the um, like in Texas right now, they ended abortion. That's what happens. We we yeah. they're taking over the whole state of Texas. Um, the Latino population now has outnumbered uh, the Caucasian population in Texas. No, no, yeah, the, I heard something like the tables turn like now we are no longer the minority or something like that. Right? Yeah, they're the majority majority now, and yeah. um, we're like the fastest growing minority, and we're going to surpass. Uh, but we, when it comes to Hollywood, we don't get seen. You know what I'm yeah, saying? That's not. I don't get it. You know, and it's just crazy because, you know, like I like I have a lot of homies that are writers in the business that are non Latinos. You know, like I got a couple of Jewish homies that has always looked out for me and put me in stuff. You know, mm-hmm. and those guys always want to see us come up and do things, but they always have to be fighting with the the network, say for some reason. Like when I when I did the the Lopez show, just an example, I did the the we shot two seasons mm-hmm. with uh with you know it's it's on Amazon Prime now, but it was on TV Land, mm-hmm. and I remember the writers, they're also executives, they wrote that part for me, and they and they and they and they kept fighting with the network, no, because the network wanted to cast 
more cat, more more dudes, you know, more other people. And they kept saying, no, nah, we wrote this specifically for Citric. That's all him. The role is Manolo. He's he's that character. That's him, man. He's gonna nail it. He's gonna this was before we shot the pilot. So they kept fighting with fighting with the network for a while. Yeah? So we shot the pilot, and then the and then the and then the, the network was still they still were kind of like, yeah, you know, so they did a the focus testing. And I did great on both. On both, uh, they did two different ones, and a group. You know, when you get all the group, you know, group focus, group testing. Yeah. My numbers tested well. You know, I tested pretty good, and and that and and that's when they they kind of like saw okay, you know, well, this is gonna be our Manolo. You know, this is you know it's it's all citric. They saw the chemistry between me and George, and then the the writing was just was just was already meant for me. You know, so. So, so it's like the, 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 they set me up to not lose, you know, and, and I nailed it. So I got the part and I was only supposed to do a few episodes and then I, they ended up putting me in the whole season. That's great. So like, yeah. They, they, TV said, yeah, just put them in all, every episode. So we shot like, I think it was like 24 episodes or something like that. 20, I think it was uh, two seasons, 12 episodes. So it was like 24 episodes, you know, and they put, I was only supposed to be like in seven episodes or eight episodes wow. and I ended up doing all 24 you know, but the writers kept fighting for me, you know, like, no, this is, you know, so. Isn't that uh, something like they have to go fight for the, with the studios, you're wanted, and it's still a fight. It's like almost, yeah. it's just. I don't, I don't like, I don't get that. Like, I, think, I don't I get it. It's a power struggle. It's yeah. just a power thing for them, you know. Right. You know who, who really um fights for a lot of Latinos and, and for us to be seen is, and he's out here is um John Leguizamo. Yeah, he's a yeah, big he, he's a big like he's always posting something. He's always like fighting for representation for us. And it is, he's one of the yeah, most. Yeah, yeah, he he really does. A, he's out here. He he does a good job of it. And, um, you know, he points it out. You know, yeah, I mean? he does. Yeah, so why you know, are we? Getting... I, I, love the, I love his last special he did. I, I can't remember the name of it. It's on Netflix, but where he's like he's teaching and he's like a classroom. And oh, he has a, the he has history. A chalkboard and, and he's telling all the history. And, it, and it's crazy because he's just shots firing. He's just, he's just like telling it how it is, you know, and, and the reality of stuff and how a lot of stuff is being hidden from us. And, you know, and like he, like he, like I like, I like that how he breaks it down. And, and, and it's funny, you know, so it's like humorous. Yeah. humorous and, 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 and he's teaching you and he's teaching you some real life stuff. Yeah. And with him, I learned more about like the indigenous that some of us have. Yeah. Um, I'm half Puerto Rican, half Cuban, and I have uh Tahino in me because when I got my blood tested, uh, so I have Tahino, which is not federally recognized. Oh damn. Yeah, out of Puerto Rico is the original um the original people that are in there, and then on my father's side that's Cuban, his mother has some indigenous. So I have like ind- that's you know, that's why I've got more indigenous, you know. Yeah. And he talks about like how some of you know, we were colonized. You know, yeah. like Mexico was colonized by Spain. Um, that's very you know, interesting. So, yeah, no, that's why I was. That's why on that on that special when uh, John breaks it down and he talks about all that. How uh, all you know they came and they conquered, and you know he broke it down like because you know in 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 school the history they tell you one way, you know. Yeah. But he broke it down to a point where yeah, where everything just made even more sense. You know, like everything just resonated even more. You know, and he. Uh, you know, yeah, I was just like, I was just blown away by that, by that special. I was like, man, this is, this is the, the, you know, what we need. But 
it's on there, but how come they're not blowing it up like these, like all these other specials? Right. He did other- do another. Um, it might be. I'm trying to think where it is. He did another good show. We can't think of the name of it, but he basically goes into four different cities. He went to Chicago, L.A., Miami, and then D.C. And what he did with each city, like, um, and I learned recently last year that Chicago has both uh, Puerto Rican, a lot of Puerto Ricans and a lot of Mexicans. And I didn't really know that. I just I just picture Chicago's like, I thought it was all Midwest you know, wettos like living yeah. there. Like I didn't know. Like and um so he I forgot I forgot what actor he but he did a good job because he showed like the food, the culture, and he went to different spots. And then in LA, I think he had George Lopez on it, but I can't think of the name of the special, but it was good because he didn't just show he showed different cultures. Yeah, and yeah. and kind of also I'm gonna tell you this that I noticed when I was in LA, like like the Mexican community, like you guys support each other. You show up. You stand. I'm over here in New York. I'm half Puerto Rican, and they're shoveling us out of here. They're like, they they don't want us here no more. And yeah. then you got Miami, which is Cuban, which I'm half yeah. Cuban, and I could speak of this. And they they think they're superior, you know, and they they're in a bubble over there in Miami. So also you have as being a Latina and being Hispanic, you have all these different Latinos all over the United States, but they kind of reject each other because instead of coming together, and I think we all come together. Yeah. Right. We need to all come together better than to stay away. You know what I'm saying? And what's sad, like I see is uh, Texas, California and Mexico. That all was Mexico. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Arizona, all that, yeah. Yeah, like, and it's sad that, you know, the discrimination, like, I noticed that when I first went to L.A. Um, And I never, and when I lived in L.A., I I was like, they don't really show real L.A. for a long time on TV. You know what I'm saying? Now they are, you know, now, like, this fool did a great job. The writing was great. The Everything was great about the show, but... uh. You know, for a long time, TV, you know, they're not they won't really represent like who is LAPD It's majority Mexicans, the teachers. When there was a teacher strike, I pointed that out. I said, look, look at all the brown faces. That's who's educating people in L.A. Yeah, in real time. Yeah. You know what? I think that one of the situations with the why they probably canceled this fool because it's because it's showing it's showing the real like the real L.A., you know, like it's more realistic than anything. And. I feel that a lot of times they, they kind of don't they, they don't want to shine they, they don't want to give no shine to that you know they want to mm-hmm. keep us divided yeah you know what I'm saying like I feel like they want to keep us divided and because for a long time in the eighties we were divided over here you know you had Salvadorians you had Mexicans you had Guatemaltecos you know like everybody was in their own their own space and you know what I'm saying nobody would mess with each other now you see a combination everybody getting together now yeah. And a lot of it has to do with social media too. So that's why I say that like social media has been great in one in one sense, but then it's been not so great in another it's, sense. It's divided people, but at the same time, but it's, at the same time, it's brought us together. Right. It, in it's, a sense, you know? And social media and the in in the entertainment business is a necessary like yeah. it's just so necessary because like po- like I have to post five times a week. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? I have to come yeah. up with content and uh, and then push my two shows so hard that I do all the time. So yeah. 
No, yeah. I mean, it, it, that's what I'm saying. It's been a great marketing tool. I use it as a as a marketing tool as well. I don't post as much. I do on my stories. I don't like on my feed. I don't post that much as I used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I remember my pe- my my publicist always, always tell me, Andy, you got to post at least three times a day. I go, Who the hell? That's time three times. Oh, really? Like, hell no. <laughs> I, go, I can't. I go, I, I got, I got all these to do, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like, no, I can't, I can't be on there all day long, you know? And, and, um, and, uh, so I noticed a lot of, like, like a lot of, a lot of celebrities that I know, they hire people to do the social media. Oh yeah. Know? It gets to, they, I've had people in the past that I've hired. Um, I have somebody run my Snapchat now cause I have no time for it at all. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I've had people in the past, but, um, after what, like you get little problems with people, yeah. and then yeah. sometimes you have to put people overseas. And yeah, now I just do it myself. Yeah, no, sometimes it's better that way, you know. It's like it's 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 it's, it's like yeah. you know, if you, it's better to get your, the job done right yourself than you know rely on somebody else because you already yeah. know that. It's like man, it's like you can't you can't rely on everybody to get your stuff done, you know? Right, and it's you your know, your, like your career is like. Your future, your destiny, and all that. Unless you get really, really busy, like extremely. Yeah, I mean, when you get to a certain level, you know, in the business, of course, you know, it just comes with the territory. You have to start getting a bigger team as you get, you know what I mean. But the 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 more you have more hands on, it's it's better for your for your brand because you know exactly what you want, you know. Yeah. Well, thank you, Anthony, for coming on. It's you've been a great guest can you please tell my audience where they can find you on follow you on social media and anything else you'd like to plug in um basically just uh all my social media is a uh, big citric you know so it's a uh, b-i-g-c-a-t-r-i-c like i always tell people if you can't, if you can't pronounce it it's like citric acid you know <laughs> because people are what the hell is a citric so i was saying uh, citric acid but but yeah it's big citric or my website is a uh, big And my name is Marcella Alonso. If you want to see this episode or many more episodes, you can join my Patreon at MarcellaSobella.com. You can follow me on IG, Facebook, or Instagram at MarcellaSobella. And my Twitter is Marcella with one L underscore L-U-V. Thank you so much, Anthony, for coming on Sunday Funday. Oh, thank you for having me on this. You know, it was a good time.